don't be all like uncool. A way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I might have slept through part one, but I'm awake f- and ready for part taying in part two. And I gave that tagline as much effort as Andy Cohen gave part two of the Salt Lake City reunion <laughs> because oh. he was asleep for the first half, kind of woke up for the second. I was going to say, I think one of my favorite Andy hosting reunion things ever was this episode, the way he went after Meredith. Oh, yeah. Yes. He finally woke great. up that whenever his his Celsius kicked in and he was ready to go because that first half, I've never seen him that disinterested. Like we joke like, oh, Andy doesn't watch the show, but he usually likes Potomac, but I don't know what was going well, Seth on. Seth really liked how he went after Meredith, am I right? <laughs> I would just imagine that he's had to interact with Seth for a while, mm-hmm. and that would zap <laughs> all the energy out of me, too. I would not want to come across as charming in any way as to not attract that man towards mm-hmm. me That's why he sat as far <laughs> away from Andy as possible and not in between Heather <laughs> and Meredith. I would turn it all off, keep him away from me, <laughs> well, this man who is full of energy is our lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Moran. Because I'm drinking a Diet Coke, I'm in my Diet Coke era. <laughs> All right, I'll give you two taglines, just because you might have to edit one out. <laughs> I don't know, it's, but as written, it seems a little intense, but here we go. Eating wings is like eating pussy. It's a commitment. And that's based on two quotes from Potomac this week. <laughs> I'm not just saying that out of nowhere. And in case that's edited out, (laughs) Julie and I are speechless. Julie and I do not know what to say. We're going to ruin Alex's political career. Leave it in. In in case that's edited out. You could have gone so much further with that analogy, by the way. (laughs) I know. I had to stop. Okay. Those are two direct quotes from Potomac. They are two direct quotes. Yes. Don't make me ask twice to pass the rice. Another great, windy Potomac. We are also joined by my shocked sister, Miss Julia Baker. No, I wouldn't say I'm monotone. <laughs> Thanks, Meredith. That's Meredith. so good. That's, hey, so that's good. my direct quote, and I feel like it should be her tagline next season. I may be monotone, but I still manage to pull off a tone of superiority. Nice, Elizabeth. Wait up. Really, Thanks. trust me. <laughs> is this why Seth is so attracted to, like, everyone? Because he spends most of his time with someone so one note that he, he just needs, like, a little flavor. He needs a little variety. Can I sit closer to you? No. Favorite part of the whole reunion. <laughs> Do we want to start with Salt Lake City? Yes. yes. For the last time. I know. All right. Salt Lake City. Um... I love that one of the questions was, Heather, you're usually likable during the season and bad at reunions, but you were just the worst this season. (laughs) Yep. I mean, as all my complaints from part one about how he really kind of just like doubles down on Lisa and Whitney, he totally did the opposite this episode, which was great. Agreed, Alex. I did a lot of reflecting as I looked at these four women who felt almost lonely on that couch as all of our friend of who we hope to never see again left and the worst friends so of all time. crazy of no marlows were in this group and i was looking and how the allegiances have flipped 
And then there's so much hurt between every single person on this cast. And mm-hmm. all I can say is I think hard work was done this season. So greatness can come next season. I think all four yeah. of them are going to come across great. If I can be so bold, I think Heather's biggest issue with Whitney is that Heather was writing her Bad Mormon book, going through all her feels, and then Whitney took her storyline and made it yeah. about her. Mm-hmm. I think that is the biggest issue. Yeah. The Lisa thing, whatever. And then I think Meredith after dealing with the trauma of her nephew trying to commit suicide, had to be Team Jen. The Meredith siding with Jen so much so that she has now pled guilty and Meredith says that she won't say what she thinks until sentencing. That's just such a bizarre reaction. I don't know, like, how Meredith can have this, like, moral high horse and then she backed Jen so hard. Yeah, I I was also confused about, like, what is the thing? Because I think maybe we're giving her too much benefit of the doubt in that there is a direct correlation between the nephew and Jen Mm -hmm. and that being, like, Meredith's whole reason. And it's hard because, like, Lisa's against Jen as much as, like, I'd say Heather's against Jen. Like, Lisa, like, the whole season was pretty much, like, Team Mm -hmm. Jen. Like, despite, like, their quibbles. So... There isn't, like, an allegiance reason for Meredith to be, like, pro-Gen now. You're yeah, so right. And Lisa even said that she would have given over money to Jen if she could, but she was advised not mm-hmm. to. Yeah, why did she go over point by point with Meredith? Interesting. Foursome with Coach Sean, Jen, and Seth. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't understand Meredith. I think Meredith needs an ally, and she needs somebody to stand up for her and when she had Lisa last season it was easy to go against Jen but now she doesn't have Lisa and going against Jen is exhausting mm-hmm. she couldn't she couldn't maintain it but why not back down now like Mara still definitely feels like she's the moral high ground in all of this and I agree like it's very sad about her nephew but her nephew is alive well and so is Jen having a great time on Bravo TV and so is Jen. So I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, that's absolutely horrible. But again, like we always say this, like these people are on TV, like we set up with Whitney's thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Meredith is very odd. I can't follow her at all. But Jen's fun. You got to give it to her that. She was fun in like... Every time they bring up the text messages she sends people this season, that <laughs> sounds like fun. the most fun person who's ever been on a Bravo show. I fucking hate these people. <laughs> Name one victim, bitch. <laughs> the woman who tried to give her money, that's a text she sends. <laughs> so good. I have to say, my final thought is, two final thoughts. Number one, this is the appropriate amount of reunions and the appropriate amount of time spent on friend of mm-hmm. and husband. 30 seconds flat. And Meredith saying that Jen is an underdog and she'll always root for the underdog is the most insane sentence that was said on Salt Lake City. Mm, considering and I'm the victims involved. Smell Like Hospital and mm-hmm. What Victims Bitch and also You Married Your Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My yep. final thoughts are, one, something profound Lisa said about how hard it was to have Jen 
as a friend, and that was Jin would cut me, criticized how I treated my wounds, and then told me I cut myself. And whoa, yeah. profound. And my next mm-hmm. final like takeaway is that I don't think Justin realizes that this is the real housewives of Salt Lake City and not the real husbands of Salt Lake City because he truly thought the biggest issue of the season was that his buddies, Seth and John Barlow, weren't getting along. <laughs> we don't care at all. I'm so sorry. And neither does John, my man. I'll say that um, we went into the season thinking we knew who was friends with who. We thought we had the allegiances all sorted out on this show, and it got completely twisted around. Who would have known that Whitney and Lisa would be, like, best friends now? Mm -hmm. So I got so excited at the end thinking, well, what if next season, like, anything can happen on the show. Lisa and Meredith could be best friends again next season. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. That's the exciting thing about this show. And even though I'm bummed that we lost Jen and Mary. We're getting Mary back. Julia, you ruined my dramatic reveal. Sorry. Wait, wait, what? Alex was saying anything could happen on this show, and I was going to say, including Barry Cosby returning as a friend of. <gasps> well, there we go. <laughs> um, friend of. Well, that would. It'll literally be her appearances the first two seasons where she shows up when she wants to. Totally. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, final thought. I mean, good season of Salt Lake City, bad season. Oh. If you had to grave it, grave oh, it. Good grave season. It. Yeah. yeah. Good season, um, but I think if next season is a bad season, we'll say, oh, yeah. And we saw this coming with last season. And if it's a good season, we'll say, oh, we saw this coming with last season. Agree. Nobody listen to this episode. Nobody <laughs> dig this back up. That healing journey is over. Time to party. Woo! And now we're ready for Potomac. I have a conspiracy theory about Potomac. There is one cast member of Potomac who is absolutely obsessed with the idea of these girlies hooking up with each other. And that person is Giselle. Mm -hmm. I think Giselle might have some feelings that she is not ready to, like, full-on face. Because she is always asking, painting very visual pictures, kind of also not understanding how, like, lady on lady action works sometimes her her descriptors don't really make sense but i love the idea i love her like wattpad fantasy she's painting is it that no one's asking giselle to partake (gasps) yeah it's not like that she feels left out alex Alex. pretty girl power is being tested in this moment i think because she talks so much shit and gossips so much it makes everyone be like i wouldn't Try to approach her with something like this. She'd tear me to shreds. She'd tell everyone in town. No, we all saw what happened to Chris. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Giselle yeah. has asked so many questions. At first, I'm like, is this like weird? I don't want to say homophobic, but like, she's trying to catch everybody in these like lesbian tendencies. Like, yeah. Almost every episode. And then I started thinking, or is she leaning into it? I think it's also a piece with, like, Giselle's ultimate deflection, the way she's able to not really get into her personal life so much is to always be finding the most interesting thing to be talking about. To the point where, like, in group settings, when she's, like, bringing up something crazy that's happened, someone will ask her something about her life, and she'll go, that's none of your business, we're not talking about that. So as long as she keeps having more interesting things to talk about, and that just is a piece of that, so... I love it when she and Ashley are having a little cheese may session, and then... Giselle's like, I'm going to have to give Robin all the tea without you. And 
Ashley does say you're going to throw some sauce on that tea, aren't you? Yep. Yes, she is. So oh, my fun. God. Giselle basically pour, pulls up a porno and says, it's mm-hmm. this. Like, Giselle, they're maybe, like, flashing each other under their dresses turned into them, like, going at it in the bathroom. Like, not real uh, at Wendy all. touched it. Wendy touched mm-hmm. it. And then they're like, no, like, that didn't happen, Giselle. She's like, oh, I made it up. That's what I mean. Giselle has oh, a I fantasy. Oh, I told everyone. <laughs> I might have lied and told but Giselle everybody. Giselle could get Mia to support any evidence because Mia has a hard time coming up with accurate stories. I also think we see how Giselle deflects from her own stories by how she's been trying to give Robin Dixon and Juan Dixon a pass this season by coming up yeah. with mm-hmm. our Candace and Chris. You're right. That's a really nice friend move. She thought of how Chris Bassett may have made her uncomfortable all those times ago and protects Robin for a whole season. Yeah, and that has not gone over well. Um, Okay, so the rumors about Juan are true. Basically, we find out, and we don't find on TV, we find out through the Reasonably Shady podcast where Robin basically says, yeah, a girl slid into his DMs on Instagram and he was talking to her during the pandemic and basically it doesn't make any sense. Juan totally cheated on her but the kicker is which is everybody super mad she said I will tell you all the full story and she does on my Patreon and that did not go over well. People are fine with like people not having storylines. Giselle hasn't had a storyline. Lisa Renner hasn't had a storyline in years. The Patreon and it also leaked that Robin was on Watch It Happens Live a little bit ago, and Andy just ripped her a new one, but that won't be airing for a while. So mm-hmm. watch What Happens Live-ish. I don't hate having to watch my housewives on multiple platforms. I kind of do love the fact that this is a universe where we do have to collect all the cards. And by that, I mean, watch the show, go on our Instagrams and go on our Reddits and apparently subscribe to people's Patreons. But then also, I think this might be a little bold of Robin and Giselle to do and think that they're safe. I think that they're testing the powers Mm -hmm. of their own money-making skills but robin does need the Mm -hmm. money right now juan is out of a job but i mean when you think about if you're a co a bravo contract writer you say you need to show your life on tv she says okay people hide stuff all the time whatever but then she keeps a story from your network that you pay her to share stories on and releases it on her own that you don't get any money. Why am I but paying But to be her? a Robin Dixon supporter, she may have been trying to just hide this and then it comes out and she's not willing to share it. And then she's like... Then don't share it. Then and just she deny shouldn't it. Share it all, yeah. Then you don't put it behind a paywall. That's, Sorry, Robin. That's what I, I think... Or maybe, I mean, again, to, to be a Robin supporter, like, she knows she has to address it and not let it get carried away by, like, her other cast mm-hmm. members who are going to be very disparaging about mm-hmm. it. So at least she has on record somewhere her version of it. And you got to pay to play. But you just have to, like, pay for it. There's So there's, like, a step mm-hmm. in the process for her own, like, I don't know, peace of mind, I guess. It kind of makes sense to me. 
I think she could have gotten away with it if it was just on the podcast. I think it was saying, and here's a little bit. And if you want the full story, you have to go to my Patreon. That's what, that was the nail in the coffin. Oh, yeah. If she had just done like an abridged version on the regular, on the main feed. Yeah, because then it's kind of access to everybody. And like Julia says, it's part of the fun of collecting everything. Mm -hmm. But now that's, yeah, behind a paywall, now the story is probably going to get twisted and crazier on the show because it's not. She didn't put it out herself, so. Yeah, and how did that help Bravo? How did Bravo make money off that storyline at all? They yeah. didn't. So yeah, Well, now I it's just going to be like Karen's version of the story. It might be fun. Mm. Karen puts a little sauce on things. A hot mm-hmm. box and sing sing. All right, are we ready for awards? Yeah, this probably won't make the podcast at all because it's visual, but can I show you my impression of um, Mia whenever she's accused yes. of something? Yeah. She does do that. <laughs> Alex is closing his eyes, leaning back in his chair, and flippantly waving his hands about. <laughs> it's actually a really good impression. Yeah. <laughs> or she does this. A big eyebrows look up at the ceiling back and forth. Both the biggest giveaways well, of drinking. all time that she did something. It's like a cartoon character. <laughs> oh, I just have to mm-hmm. praise Ashley and Candace yet again. Ashley was like alluding to the fact that she and Michael have been hooking up and kind of working on their relationship. And she allowed Candace to give facts like he's been seen around town with other women. That moment where Ashley receives that information from Candace was great TV because you see her get like pissed. And I'm like, oh, no, she's going to lose mm-hmm. on Candace again. But she's not mad but then, at Candace. Nope. nope. Uh, I love their friendship. I hope they can make it for a whole nother season. Me too. All right. Awards. All right. My award is the Elizabeth Bravo Survivor All-Stars Award. I like to play every Bravo show like it's Survivor. And right now I am voting Robin off the island because she is, can be boring. She's boring. But she is committing the cardinal sin of not delivering. And if she didn't have anything to deliver, that'd be one thing. She does. And she is not. She didn't pay for the basis. You can't go up to the Patreon. You got to pay She's robbing us first. is what you're saying? Oh, that would have been a better award. All right, Alex, your turn. <laughs> uh, the Robin Award <laughs> goes to... <laughs> Uh, no, my uh, relationship award for those Bravo celebrities with commitment issues goes to Candace, who can't commit to <laughs> what I said earlier in this episode. <laughs> Go back to the beginning of the episode, hear my tagline to hear what Candace can't commit to. <laughs> he won't say it again. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don't want that sound bite out there on the internet. <laughs> All right, Julia, what's your award? My award is Someone Hired a Vocal Coach Award, and that award goes to Lisa Barlow, who suggested that everyone sing her Meredith happy birthday, and then bust out a very decent happy birthday, though a little too slow-tempoed, if I'm allowed to give my notes. She has an album coming out, Julia, don't you I remember? I know, three songs, three an Christmas An EP, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. And it's at. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 